This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather, the weekly weather from April 2nd to April 9th. Little delayed. Ann's having Saturn on her moon, so the world is a little wild. Uh, so I apologize for the delay in posting it till today, which is Monday, April 3rd. So the weekly weather is super busy, super, super busy. We're really riding fast, riding quick. And we have a lot of aspects this week, not all pleasant, but interesting nonetheless, right? So let's get going. Let's get rolling and see what's going to happen. All right, let me get my little pointer turned on here. Uh, there we go, pointer options. Okay, off we go. All right, and then America was saved by a porn star. Thanks to those of you who wrote last week who said, yes, he was indicted on Thursday, like I predicted. And those of you who were a little worried that it was a void moon, um, which a few people wrote about, I'm like, well, you know, we have a lot of things with void moons. And actually he's in getting indicted, supposedly, on Tuesday, tomorrow, which is also a void moon. So we'll see what happens. And I remember back when I was uh, working at Pepsi and I had uh, a boss and, you know, we would go to these, meet there was this project we were working on and my boss was not like really into astrology. Nice, nice tourist guy, but just wasn't, you know, astrology drove him crazy. So we, the meetings were all scheduled on void moons and uh, I would go, Kevin, it's a void moon. Can I skip the meeting? You know, like nothing's going to come of it. He's like, no, 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 we have to go. And we would go and we would sit in a room with like 25 people, you know, probably yeah, a few hundred thousand dollars an hour worth of salaries in the room talking. And then we would leave. And then there would be another meeting and it was scheduled on void moon. And I go, Kevin, all these meetings are on void moon, so nothing's going to come of it. He's like, ah, da, 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 da. we're going to the meeting. So fine. So life goes on. I want to say a year of void moons. And he comes over to me and he goes, and the project was canceled. And I do not want to hear anything about void moons. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so when I look at these two, now we don't know actually when the indictment was voted on and the grand jury was meeting on Mondays and Wednesdays. So maybe it wasn't voted on on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, but it was released for us to find out. And technically the vote counts, right? But it was released on a void moon. And if he does go to get indicted tomorrow, it's a void moon also. So when we see that, we know, okay, how are we going to work with this energy? And that often says, you know, what we're, we think is going to happen isn't really going to happen. Um, and we look at it and we get like, oh, and I am like a real advocate for these void moons because I've watched them a lot. You know, they're not horrible things, but they often mean the anticipation is often a little bigger than what the reality is. Now that said, uh, President Trump had 3,500 lawsuits against him before he became the president. I don't know about you, but I've never had a lawsuit against me. I have witnessed in a couple, you know, I've testified in a few, um, and I did file some small claims things when I was, when I had my own computer business. But by and large, you know, most people don't have 3,500 lawsuits. And the reason he had them was he basically blew off people and didn't pay them. So the fact that he's paid somebody, allegedly, and he's being arrested for it, allegedly, you know, is kind of a reverse of the, the karma. So we'll see what happens. But don't get real excited, okay? Just kind of remember 
We're having a Pluto transit in America. People get indicted. Lots of people commit crimes all over the country. Lots of elected officials commit crimes all over the country. So just save your powder. But also just think about, you know, how many of you have had 3,500 lawsuits? So I'm like, you know, he's having uh, transits that say he has to meet his karma. So we'll see what happens. But, but, but do be conscious. There's a long process. Justice is slow. <laughs> there are void moons. And when the second one popped, I'm like, oh, you know, because I was saying to people, well, we don't know when they indicted. If they indicted on Wednesday, maybe it's okay because they released it on Thursday during the void moon. So we'll see what happens. But the whole point of it is the process. And that's what the moon in Virgo is about. The process, the process, the process. And then the other part is, you know, when you think about who you want as a, as a person to look up to as leader of the free world, that's really the question. The other thing, we're just going to throw this out there because uh, the moon and Neptune have a big aspect on this. Um, and, you know, I've been in New York for 40, we moved there in 76. I've been there a long time. And Donald was a New York fixture. If you look at his early conversations when he was a younger man, and then you look at how he talks now, and then you look at Reagan's early conversations and how he talked once the Alzheimer developed. Donald had both parents with severe Alzheimer's. So we may not get to trial with this. There may be a Neptune interference because with both the moon and the moon on the indictment and the moon on the, uh, you know, the, the um, booking him in tomorrow, we got Neptune. So I'm, you know, I look at Neptune and I go, well, I don't know, you know, let's see what happens. So we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, not taking away the fun, not taking away your joy. Somebody wrote they were feeling guilty about joy. I'm like, you know, I look at it as the universe wants balance. And the 3,500 people that actually sued him over time because he didn't pay them. And then he writes a check for a lot of money or his lawyer writes a check for a lot of money. Hey, balance, balance, balance. That's the whole idea. The universe is balancing. So you know, think about what you think a good leader is. If you think this is a good leader, God bless you. I'm not going to argue with you. I happen to think it's a little slimy, but not being a judgment here, not, not judging, just saying that's not a guy I would want to say is my uh, story. Interesting, I was taking a class, uh, I'm on a, taking a vibrational astrology class, which I just finished. It's why that, you know, it runs from noon to two on Mondays. And um, uh, David Cochran was talking about Pluto and he has all these little Plutonians following him, you know, and they've discovered all these little Plutonians, which are, they, they follow Pluto like a puppy. They go, ah. And when I had the kittens, the kittens followed me like I was their mom. I would get up and walk and all five little kittens would follow me around. So the whole idea with Pluto going into Aquarius as these aspects happen, it's going to have us look at what we're following, what we believe in, why we believe in it. And I would always encourage people to take critical thinking courses. We don't teach it in our schools. Go get on the internet, find a critical thinking course, apply some critical thinking skills. Always helpful. If you had 3,500 lawsuits against you? Yes, that's the question. Critical thinking.
What does it mean? And so the idea with this is forward. Not going to talk about it a lot, but tomorrow has got an interesting uh, day, and this week has really interesting aspects. So we'll see what happens. Stay tuned. We're sitting on the edge of history, watching it come in. Take care. Off we go. All right, so this week we have a lot of aspects. April 3rd, April 3rd, April 4th, April 5th, April 7th. Lots going on. Mercury, uh, Mercury, big, big, big Mercury. Uh, we have uh, Mars with the nodes of fate. That was yesterday. So Mars is talking to the nodes of fate, encouraging them, helping them step forward, helping them think about things. We can see there's a nice big mystic rectangle in there. So whatever connections or whatever you made yesterday on Sunday, important. And of course, the moon was in Virgo in a good working aspect, opposite Saturn, bringing clarity to the story, bringing clarity to the, pre, to the ideas and the direction we're heading in. Next up, Mercury enters Taurus. So Mercury enters Taurus. Here we go. Uh, there she is. He is up there on April 3rd, tomorrow, or today, actually, uh, 1222. And so Mercury is in Taurus now until a long time because Mercury enters Taurus. And I, I think I want to say June 11th. I, know, I did write it down. It's in the slide further in. Um, so Mercury enters Taurus because he's going to have a big retrograde. This year, all the retrogrades are in Earth. So we had one in Capricorn. We're having one now in Taurus. We'll have another one in Virgo time. We'll have another one in Capricorn time. So And, and that happens often that they're in the, the same element. So this year, Mercury in, in Taurus. So that's reality. That's 1222 on today. And so Mercury enters Earth and moves forward. Notice there is no air in the sky. When there's no air, what we do is we pay attention to the fire and the earth and the water. Basically, the air is meaningless. When people say stuff, it's meaningless because there's no air. Or when there's an absence of air, everybody talks and talks and talks, but nobody knows what's going on, which is okay. We still haven't, in the case of him, we haven't seen the indictment. In the case of you, in your life, you know, people are going on and on and on, and you're kind of like, you know, like, let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Next up, Mercury is square to Pluto. First out of the pop. Remember, Pluto just entered Earth or entered Aquarius after spending, you know, from 2008 to now in Earth. Mercury went into Earth and squares Pluto. Boom. Mercury, Pluto is words and energies, and that's going to happen on Monday at 3. Uh, so we have this energy of a square, which is how do we take action with it? What do we do with it? And we notice the sun Jupiter coming with Chiron, right? So that's a very nice energy around how we move forward. We have the Mercury square Pluto, which is a forward motion energy, but also taking action. Uh, so Mercury says, okay, we're going to take action now around the uh, beliefs of the community, Pluto and Aquarius. Next up, Mercury is going to be sextile. Remember, all these planets just changed. Mars, Saturn, and Pluto, they all just same, changed last week or over the last couple weeks into new signs. Mercury is then, after he, he is a square to Pluto, he's going to have the sextile to Saturn. Mercury sextile Saturn. Saturn's in water, fluid, emotion. That's going to happen on Wednesday. And Mercury in an opening sextile wants to make things practical around matters of authority, matters of structure. And remember, Saturn is in Pisces. So with Saturn in Pisces, things aren't that clear. It's nice. We like Saturn in Pisces. You know, he's had seven years, six years in his own sign, but now he's getting used to a new sign. 
So with Mercury in a sextile to Pisces, we're going to be working with that and coming up with a new way of thinking about things, a practical approach to stuff, new directions. Next up, we have a full moon. Uh, full moons happen uh, when the sun and the moon are opposite each other. So this is the sun and moon. It's a full moon that take place on Thursday. Um, and we notice the sun is next to Jupiter, which is a kind of, it's not there till next week, but Sun-Jupiter is an expansion, a vision. It's also a war aspect because it's in Aries. And Mars is in Cancer, answering to the moon in Libra. So this is a standoff, right? standoff energy that we're working with. And we see things clearly when there's a full moon. So we're going to be looking at energies and understanding them clearly in a new way and how we work with them. Next up, we're going to look back in time. So the full moon that we're having this week on April 3rd, we go back to uh, the opening quarter. That should be October, July 6th, 2022. And the new moon that happened on October 6th of 2021, which the sun and the moon were both in Libra. On July 6th, 2022, correct the slide, the moon was at 14 Libra and the sun was at 14 Cancer, opening square. And then the full moon, April 6th, uh, the, sun, the sun is in Aries, the moon is in Libra. And the closing quarter next January, uh, the sun will be in Libra. The sun will be in Capricorn and the moon will be in Libra. So things that are happening now will activate then in terms of our direction and how we're moving forward with them and how we're using them. So it's important to recognize this journey that we're on is longer. So for you in your own life, think back to October of 2021. Think back to July of 2023. Um, and of course, what was happening then? What was what was going on? Because now we're at the full moon phase of looking at it and seeing what's going to happen, right? So that's the energy there. When we look at that new full moon, then right after that, we enter into eclipse season. Yay, eclipses are coming, eclipses are coming. And so we get very excited because we're going to have the eclipses activate. There's going to be a full moon on April uh, 19th at 29 Aries. So two moons in Aries, one at zero at the beginning of the month on the March, on the beginning of March, the beginning of the ingress, and then another full moon, but it's going to be an eclipse. And it's what we call a hybrid eclipse because the nodes are still in um the nodes are still in Taurus and Capricorn, Taurus and Scorpio, and they're going to shift into uh, Libra and Aries, but the eclipse is in Aries. So it's in a sign different than the, the nodes. That's called the hybrid eclipse, but we're going to watch because that 29 degree Aries then becomes a hot point. And in July, when the nodes get there, it's going to activate them because the nodes are shifting into Aries and Libra. I think it's July 17th. So we're going to start eclipse season. Yeah, right after the full moon. You're ready. You're ready. This is eclipses. Now we go back and we work with the stuff from the fall, from November, when the eclipses happen. And remember back then on October 22nd, we had the Sun-Venus conjunction in Libra. We had the mutation out of Scorpio for um, the last 100 years into ideas and air and communication. So we're We've got this shift coming in terms of our direction. And that was, of course, right before the election um, where we had, you know, uh, we had the election on the second eclipse. So now on this eclipse, we get to see the results of the election coming forward. But the eclipses are coming. 
the first one is going to be the 19th, but we're in the approach to the eclipse thing, which because it's releasing full moon to new is a lot of leaving, a lot of people leaving, a lot of stuff leaving. So we're entering eclipse season, which is of course a little tumultuous, uh, especially because Mars is out of bounds and he rules the sun in Aries. He rules the Scorpio node and all the Aries planets, all the Scorpio planets and Mars is out of bounds until May when the eclipse finishes right now craziness for the next two months just buckle your seat belts buttercup because we're going to have fun but the energy is very intense and very passionate and very shifting right and then then right after we have the eclipses coming we'll look what happens here comes the mercury retrograde right so that is the pattern of mercury he comes forward he stops he goes backwards he stops he goes forward again so it's kind of like a z in the sky Think of it as three passes where we get to work with things consciously and Mercury is in an earth sign. So he wants us to work physically and revise things. He wants us to work around our Venusian energy. Right now, Venus is in Taurus. Next week, she goes into Gemini and Mercury will be retrograde in Taurus. So as Venus changes signs, Mercury is going to take on a slightly different energy. And when Venus goes into Gemini, he gets, he gets very excited. So we'll see what happens, but that's next week. We'll talk about that then. So the retrograde is happening, and this thing I got the dates right on. So Mercury enters Taurus on April 3rd uh, and begins a new story. That was last, uh, was on, that was today. Um, and then he enters a shadow on the 7th, which is 550 Taurus. He goes forward till uh, April 21st, where he stops. Now he is stopping the eclipses are April 19th, first eclipse. So Mercury's retrograde stopped on the day of that eclipse, which is one of those moments where everybody goes, oh, wow, that's like big stuff. So planning, coming, we know those eclipse periods are juicy. He goes direct on May 14th when he's back at 5.50. And I, my memory did serve me well. He leaves Taurus on June 11th, but he leaves his shadow where we're in clean plat, spat from May 31st. So you're gonna start watching when we get to April 7th, Mercury entering his shadow. And you wanna pay attention to what comes in on the 7th because that's gonna be what you're working with until May 31st, okay? And wherever you have Taurus in your chart, 550 to 1537, that's the section of revising, revisiting, understanding. So in my case, it's in my third house. I'm working on revising some texts, some websites, I'm setting up the school. There, there are classes out there, um, figuring out what I'm doing, and you know, a lot of lot of paperworky working things, right? Because it's in my third house, revising them. But for all of us, you're gonna look where five to 15 Taurus is in your chart, because that's where Mercury is gonna go retrograde. And then look at where natal Mercury work lives. Now, natal Mercury, in my case, is in, uh, the seventh house, how I relate to other people. So we know there's a big energy shift. Look at where natal Mercury lives. Look at the houses ruled by Gemini and Virgo. I'm a Virgo. Um, Gemini rules my foundation and my creativity, my fifth house. And Mercury's stationing and retrograding in my third house. So look at where it's retrograde in Taurus. Look at where your natal Mercury is. And then look at the Gemini house and the Virgo house to see what are the areas that are gonna shift and change in terms of how you connect to the world. Um, Mercury is very busy 
as I mentioned, he has the uh, he has the the square to Pluto, he has the sextile to Saturn, and he also has a trine to uh, Mars. Now this configuration here uh, with Saturn, Mercury, and Mars is what we call a minor grand trine. You know, a trine between the two water planets, and a sextile to the Earth. And he also has a square to Pluto. But remember, Pluto, Saturn, and Mars are considered malefics. That tends to make the energy of this week a little difficult because Mercury's talking to the mean guys. And he's saying, well, hi, mean guys. And he's talking in pretty nice ways. He's got a square to Pluto, but he's got a sextile to Saturn and a, a trine to Mars. But those are also planets that help us change our lives. Mars, of course, is out of bounds. So every time the moon changes, Mars is doing something different and we're fighting at home. Yeah. Uh, Saturn in Pisces. Okay. You know, he's saying, you know, set some boundaries, even though it's hard because Saturn in Pisces doesn't do great with the boundaries. And then Pluto in Aquarius is saying, what are your, what are your rules about power? How do you think about power dynamics? What's your vision of power? What do you think good power is? What do you think bad power is? And so these guys are all chatting. And remember, we still have that ongoing dialogue with Saturn and Pluto in the semi-sextile to each other. And that's kind of all year, <laughs> you know, which is what's our power dynamic, Pluto in the 12th house behind the scenes of Saturn and Saturn in the second house next to Pluto, giving doing Pluto's bidding kind of essentially. Now, Saturn is Pluto's dad. They didn't get along great. So watch for father, daughter, father, son, mother, daughter, mother, son conflicts because this is a conflictual energy and it is kind of strong. So you're setting boundaries, you're trying to set boundaries, your people are reacting badly in one way or the other because malefics are active. And we go, okay, so that's an active malefic and how do I wanna handle it? The whole idea here is what's your vision? Mercury is in an earth sign. Mercury is, he could talks to everybody but he's down to earth and he's in the sign of Venus. He's in Taurus, Venus is sign and Venus is in her own sign, she's in Taurus. So Mercury looks over to Venus and goes, so what should we do? And Venus goes, well, you should proceed with love, recognizing that um, working or receive with practical vision on how you wanna create what's, what's important to you because Venus is what we value. So with these aspects, your job, whenever something goes on this week and next week too, is just because remember Mercury's gonna be retrograde <laughs> and he enters his retrograde shadow at five. So he's kind of pulling these guys with him. And then he goes forward and then he backs up and then he goes forward again, negotiating, negotiating. So you wanna just trust the process, pay attention to how you're working with this Mercury in a practical way and be precise, be clear about what's your minimum go-to. So, you know, I always pay attention to the um, uh, the Zeltgeist, for lack of a better word. And so there's a new movie called Air. Remember, there's no air in the sky. And it's the story of Michael Jordan. And it was Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon who did this movie with Viola Davis playing Michael Jordan's mom. And Michael Jordan was a young upcoming guy and Nike was a struggling computer, struggling shoe store. And, you know, Jordan said, I, I would have traded it for a Ferrari. 
and you watch the scene where Matt Damon is negotiating with Viola Davis, Michael Jordan's mother, and saying, I, I think this kid's going to be great. Let's design some shoes around him. And for those of us who you know, were born and raised in the 80s, it was a big concept. That had never happened before. But the movie is called Air. And it was a lot about, well, what's practical? And what are we trying to accomplish here? And what are we doing? And what's the vision? So I thought it was a pretty interesting movie to get released now. And when they were showing pictures of, uh, you know, they were talking about the movie, they didn't show any pictures of Michael Jordan, you know, because Ben Affleck was like, well, everybody's going to look and go, that's not Michael Jordan. So they showed clips of him playing, but he wasn't a character in the movie. He was just talked about because he was such a legend, right? But at the same time, the parents and the, uh, you know, the recruiter, the guy, you know, who formed Nike and they were this great idea to get sports characters to um, endorse their brands. That's how it started. But it was this transformational energy. It transformed things. Mercury and Taurus, those are my shoes. This is my thing. So it's an interesting energy because we do see Mars, Saturn very often in really good athletes. And of course, the man could fly. And it was Mercury sextile to Mars. You know, he could just, would just hang in the air. I'm not a huge sports fan, but I was fascinated watching him. So this is the energy of the week, you know, and so go watch that documentary, um, not a documentary, it's a movie, um, but it's kind of a documentary. It's a, it's, yeah, the, the, whatever, it's, it's a movie, it's not real, but it's, it's the based on. Then at the end of the week, on Friday, we have Venus in a sextile to Neptune. Well, there we go. Venus, as we're working with this Mercury here, saying, what do we want? Venus is, is sextiling Neptune, opening sextile. And she's looking back at Neptune. Remember April 12th, when Jupiter and Neptune met last year? And they said, you're starting on a new 13-year dream. We're starting on a new 13-year dream. So Venus talking to your, Neptune encourages us to think about what that dream is and how we want it to go forward. Notice the lovely grand trine here in water that day with the moon on the south node and Mercury on the North Node, activating. This is an important time. I missed the Mercury on the nodes, but that's a big day, big day too. Um, that will be on, Mercury on the nodes is 151 on April 3rd. Um, so the energy is very much about how we move forward in, in new directions. Uh, and then last but not least, um, Mercury is sextile to Mars, as I showed you before in that other one. As Mercury comes into the sextile to Mars, he says, okay, let's go take action. After I've had the conversation with Pluto, I've had the conversation with Saturn. Venus has shouted across the sky to me what she wants, and I'm wor working to catch up to her. But I know what Venus wants. And so then Mercury says to Mars, this is what we're going to do. And of course, on that day, we have the moon in Scorpio on the degree of the eclipses that are coming up, the degree from the ones from fall and the ones that are coming. So we're in eclipse season and we see this very potent energy system of Mercury talking to the four, the three of the four planets that really change and rock your world. And he's going to get to, um, he's not going to get all the way to Uranus before he goes retrograde. That's going to be in June. So he's just stirring the pot, stirring the pot, old Mercury is. And Mercury, we, you know, we properly give him the name Trickster because he is a trickster. And so I know I opened this with you guys 
are going, she said, nothing's going to happen. Well, Mercury's retrograde. Mercury's entering his retrograde shadow. He also is void, of course. The moon is void. Uh, ruled by the moon is ruled by Mercury. Last degree of Aries, but kind of a card. And then by the time of the indictment, Mercury's in Earth, ruled by Venus, right? So a lot of fundraising going off that indictment. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm always a big one for Venus Neptune. Don't send money. It's a scam. But, you know, I'm not in charge of the world. So this energy, very potent this week. And so we see that on, on Saturday, Venus in that lovely sextile to Neptune. Uh, we have the new moon webinars coming. So let's talk about those. That'll be next in a couple weeks because we're going to have the eclipse. Um, and we also have where the planets are. So the sun this week is going from 12 Aries to 20 Aries. As we mentioned, he has the aspects uh, as Mars change signs. Uh, as the moon change signs, Mars changes and the, and the sun changes. So the sun will have very different behaviors. He meets up with Chiron on April 5th. And he also has a semi-sextile, which is he's getting, he's giving Uranus advice. Uranus is not going to listen to him. And that's okay. So this is one of those things where you give advice. And in the same way I said to Kevin, you know, the moon's void. There's like all these people sitting. Why don't you go? Tell me what happened. No, we have to go together. Oh, my God. And we just sat in those meetings for hours and hours. And there would be like 30 people. And I'm thinking, how much money is sitting in this room wasting its time on a void moon? I don't want to hear about the void moon, Anne. I'm like, okay, okay. I hear you, Kev. Um, sun is also semi-square Saturn, which is an energy of work. Mercury running from one Aries, uh, from Aries into Taurus. And so it's at the end of Aries, the 26, and it gets all the way to seven Aries. He does have the, um, enters Taurus. He aspects the nodes of fate on the 13th. He aspects Saturn. He meets up with the nodes of fate on April 6th. He aspects Mars. Um, he has a square to Pluto as he comes in. So, you know, a lot of energy with Mercury really being super, super active. So squares Pluto, sextiles Saturn, sextiles Mars, big week for Mercury. Pay attention to what you hear. Now, remember, after he goes into his shadow, you that's the stuff you're going to be working on during the Mercury retrograde until the end of June, till June 11th. Venus this week, not a lot going on with her. Um, she goes from 19 to 26. She has that lovely sextile to Neptune. She's in a working aspect, trying to get some stuff up and going with Ceres, you know, growing some stuff, but nothing particularly major. Mars, of course, hits the nodes of fate. That happened on Sunday. Um, so that already happened. Uh, and then uh, Jupiter uh, squaring Pallas Athena on April 8th. So there's a strategic realignment that takes place then. Saturn is in a quintile to Juno, partnering. Juno is on the world point. So there's going to be some unusual partnerships, some unusual alliances, and that's going to happen on April 7th. And then uh, Neptune is um, changing your home and hearth, changing your body, asking you to shift focus. Um, Vesta, enter, Vesta hits Eris, the goddess of discord, on April 3rd. That's a lot of angry words and energies and crabby, crabby, you know, but that's, that's probably the indictment stuff or maybe changing your home. Um, cause you want to shift stuff up, you know, you need to shake, shake it up. 
Okay, so it was Palm Sunday yesterday. Uh, moon's in Virgo, um, Sunday the 2nd, Monday the 3rd, goes void at 9.50 in the morning on the 4th. And because we have these long void moons now, the moon does not go into Libra until 5.51 p.m. on Tuesday evening. It's in Libra Tuesday evening, Wednesday, which is when Passover begins. Thursday, we have the full moon, and the moon goes void at um, 8.43 in the morning on Thursday, and is void all day long Thursday, too, from 8.43 in the morning, entering Scorpio at 2.29 on Friday morning, which is Good Friday. It'll be in Scorpio on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday, and it goes void at 5.09 a.m. Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning. And then it goes into um, uh, Sagittarius at 8.57 a.m. on Sunday morning the 9th. So there's a lot of energy this week. But the most important thing is Mercury running around and talking to all those malefics. Now, what that does is, it, you know, if it's in your chart, it does give an energy of, um, I don't want to say dissatisfaction, but an enemy of an energy of like, I need to take action and change things because the malefics are all in new signs, right? They all shifted in the last week or so. So they're all in, you know, Saturn's in Pisces, Pluto's in Aquarius, Mars is in Cancer. So they're all working out how they're going to work with this new energy. And they're in an alliance because they're all at the early degrees. They're all talking to each other, right? Of in some nature. So when that happens, it tends to be a little potent chart. You know, it's kind of like a potency to it. So it's good for getting things accomplished if you use that Mars wisely because he is working well with Saturn. He's working well with Mercury. He's, he's arguing a little bit with Pluto, but, you know, be that as it may, that's, you know, that's what they're doing. You know, you just kind of have to go, okay, Mars is arguing, but he is going to go into Leo in the end of the month, and then he's going to have a square to Pluto. So right now he's kind of trying to adjust to what's going on and figuring out how. So that's the energy. So when we look at the days of the week this week, um, Tuesday is kind of rocking and rolling. That's the fourth. Even though the moon's void, there's a lot of uh, harsh energy, harsh aspects. Um, and the moon is in a trine to Pluto at eight at 6.13 at night. And then Thursday is kind of wild. That is the day of the full moon. That also is the day when the moon is void all day in Libra. And there's a lot of harsh energies then. So that's an intense day, Thursday. Um, Good Friday's basically pretty nice for the most part. Pretty flowing. Moon works with Saturn. Moon works with Mars. That's when the kite happens that we saw in the chart. And we also have adjusting energy on Saturday afternoon on the 8th with the moon in Scorpio in a hard aspect to the aspect, the Aries planets. And then Easter Sunday uh, has reasonable aspects. The moon is arguing with the Taurus planets, um, but not in a mean way, just kind of in a crabby way. And then once it goes into Sag, it's arguing with Saturn and Mars. So, so Sunday is a little contentious, but not like bad, not bad. And so that's the energy. Hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the week um, and what the intense days are. And the closing aspects uh, for the moon in Virgo, the closing aspect is in opposition to Neptune. Remember, it goes void at 9.50 in the morning, and it doesn't go into Libra until 5.51. This is where we get to learn about void moons, people. Um, 
and then it's in Libra, uh, and it goes void at 8.53 with an opposition to Jupiter, right? So it's a little bit of a gleeful energy, moon in Libra opposite Jupiter, because remember, Pluto's out of Capricorn now, right? And then it goes in Scorpio, It's uh, it goes void with a um, with an opposition to Venus, moon in Scorpio opposite Venus, not getting what you want. And then it goes into Sagittarius, and it'll be there through um, 6.46 in the morning on the 11th, and it goes void with a square, moon and Sag goes void square to Neptune. So a lot of illusion and delusion this week on all, all sides. So you can, don't get depressed. Just say, ah, illusion, delusion. We have to wait for those illusions to lift, those delusions to compel. You know, I, I live here in Florida for the winter, and in the morning, a lot of times I wake up and there's a marine layer and the fog is kind of there, kind of foggy, and it has to burn off, and then we see things. So right now we're in kind of foggy times. Hang in. Things are changing. We know the whole world is shifting. And hold your own vision. Have your idea of where you want to go, because you're in charge of your life, not the rest of the stuff, but you're in charge of what you want. Um, a couple of stars, people like it. I send a podcast out, a auto, daily audio. We get the list of the aspects um, and you get a, often a song, most days a song. Every now and then I don't have an inspiration, so I don't do one. Um, so sign up on Patreon. Uh, the intentions webinar is out there and also the class is out there. Kind of there's some stuff up and rolling. On uh, a couple weeks, we have the Time for Technique which is an OPA conference online. You get the you get all the lectures and all these wonderful astrologers are gonna teach you techniques, including me, about how to do stuff. And then NORWAC uh, is May 25th to the 29th in Seattle. Um, you can do it in person or you can do it uh, at home. Uh, and I'm gonna be speaking, I'm gonna be, um, do I have a couple topics and then I'm gonna be doing a workshop on Monday or Tuesday, whatever, I think it's Monday. The 29th, Monday. Uh, and then uh, Astrology Consciousness and the Great Shift. We've got people enrolling already. That's at Omega. Please sign up. It's great fun. We're going to be talking about all the stuff that I talk about on the podcast, but in much more detail with brilliant astrologers. And of that, I talk about the other four. Uh, and that's it. That's it for the week. Now, also, um, one of the things, you know, that some of you periodically write to me and... Um, uh, point out that I have a fake Instagram account. I know. Please report it. Apparently now I have a fake uh, Twitter account too. If they don't spell, what they do is they spell my name, they put a little minus after it, or they put an extra E in. And of course, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, uh, uh, hijacked, stole, whatever you want to say, Facebook. He stole the idea from the Winklevoss twins. So Facebook and Instagram are not really big on people stealing stuff. So I report it. They block me. Please report it. I will never, ever, ever write you and say, hey, honey, what's your sign? You want a reading? I don't do that. Um, and if somebody does that to you, they're fake. Do not mail them money. Do not, do not, do not. It is not me. And please report them because they've got me blocked. I can't see them. But people periodically were like, you know, you just, why are you asking me my sun sign? I come to you. I said, because it's not me. Uh, and then I went Googling and looked at something and I've got a fake Twitter account too, which I just posted. 
quote, reported. So please remember there's a lot of scams out there. Um, I offer this stuff for free. If you want to buy something from me, you buy it on my website. I do not do canned reports. I will not hit you up for a reading. And if that happened to you, please report it. Although I will say, if you if you say to the person that you're reporting it, they get really mean and they call you all sorts of nasty names. Again, it's not me. It's not me. I'm a nice little Virgo down here working in Florida. So please report them. In the meantime, have an absolutely fabulous, wonderful, wonderful week. Going to be wild. Going to be fun. Remember, all those planets are moving forward 90 miles an hour. We're going into new territory. There are quite a few health aspects this week. And remember, when planets change signs, people that are kind of at the edge fall off. They kind of go boom. And so that part, you know, double check your folks, check on them, make sure they're okay, because the energy is pretty turbulent for people right now. And hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the day. Have a good one. Bye. And the week. Bye.